Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello, my name is Malachi Cole. My name is Adalia Cole. I work in the country of Turkey for Adventist Frontier Missions. Working among the Turks of Turkey. Turkey is predominantly Islamic, so we tend to work among the Muslim people of Turkey. So because Turkey is a closed access country, we are not allowed to do evangelism there, which means primarily our project is through friendship evangelism. So for instance, we teach English, which allows us to get behind closed doors, teaching students uh, English and then connecting with them and having spiritual conversations from there. We also have a food and travel blog, which allows us to get behind closed doors, primarily my wife, and cook with them in a a space that is relaxed and easy for them to talk about whatever they want. So in the Middle East, prayer, along with dreams and visions, have been a big part of that culture for some time. We all know the stories of Daniel, chapter 2, and the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar. What about the three wise men that came to visit Jesus who had a dream? So dreams have been a massive part of that culture for some time. This story involves some of those dreams. I call this story, The Reluctant Dreamer. So it all began when my wife had a dream one night. We had been praying for some time for the Muslim people of Turkey to have dreams and visions. That night, my wife had one of these such dreams. Arriving at our language class the next morning, there was a young girl who often came in late, and she was a covered girl from Syria. Aisha is a Syrian refugee, and I met her in Turkish language class. Aisha and I had been in class for five months, and so we got to know each other through that time. Now, our whole class is filled with foreigners because we're all there to learn the Turkish language. Sitting next to me are uh, two men, one from Syria and one from uh, Iraq, and we were making small talk about what we had learned that day in class and uh, maybe the weather, whatever it was. And just at that moment, this girl came in that my wife had had a dream of. One night I had a dream, and I woke up thinking, well, that was strange. And then I just quickly fell back asleep, not thinking anything. So the next morning, we run out of the house trying to catch the metro for class. Our language class began with reading exercises, and before the first break, our teacher opened up a time for dialogue. We were chit-chatting in class, and then my dream came back to me. It was about one of my classmates, Aisha, who had happened to not be there that morning. We had a small class, and we'd been studying together for five months, so we all became very comfortable and open with each other. So I told them about my dream. They thought it was funny, and they laughed and made jokes about it. I laughed along with them. As the class break began, Aisha came walking into the classroom, and we all welcomed her with laughs. Aisha comes walking in the room with her head wrap on and a massive smile, late as always. And we're laughing, talking of how late she is. And my wife brings up the fact that she had a dream of her that night. She sat down and looked around, wondering what everyone was laughing about. Her questioning eyes and curious smile were framed by a beautiful silky pink headscarf that covered her hair and hugged her light, freckled cheeks. This sweet girl had come to Turkey to escape war in the country. 
Aisha, I had a dream about you last night, I explained with a chuckle. She says to my wife, Oh, really? And what did you see? In my dream, you came to class without a headscarf, and your hair was long and beautiful. And you were relaxed. And my friends and I began to giggle a little bit, thinking, oh, that would be silly, because Misa was kind of funny, and we just thought she would probably never do that. Well, pretty soon the laughter began to subside. Her face grew serious as her eyes focused on me. As the girl said, Was there anything else in the dream? I don't remember. Why? My wife went on to tell of the rest of what was in the dream. Then the girl replied, That's funny that you've had that dream. Two of my other friends had the same exact dream about me. As these words left her mouth, the whole class froze and the laughter stopped. Remembering at that moment that dreams and visions are a big part of this Middle Eastern culture, for me and for the other men sitting with me, we became silent. It took some effort for me to keep my jaw from hitting the floor as thoughts flew through my mind. Did God give me this dream? Why did two other girls have the same dream? I know in Islamic culture, dreams are important. Does Aisha think God is trying to tell her something? In Islam, when you take off your headscarf, that means, I don't want to be a part of this religion anymore. Was God trying to tell her something? Please pray for Aisha and the other women like her whom God is trying to reach through dreams. Now this was an amazing thing that happened to us. And I thought, wow, here we are praying for Muslim people to have dreams and visions, but God is wanting to speak to us through the same way here in the Middle East. Now I thought this could probably never happen to me. When I dream, I normally dream of pretty strange things. Once I had a dream that my friends and I were riding dinosaurs and we were running through a high school, busted through the wall and we ran outside as if we were escaping from high school. So my dreams can be pretty silly. Until one night, I had a dream. I dreamed that I saw my friend, Sanan. And Sanan was struggling to find work and his life was just really terrible at that moment and he was looking for help and he was crying out for someone to help him. I woke up from the dream and it was really vivid, but then I remembered the dinosaur dream and other dreams that I'd have and I thought, well, maybe this dream isn't anything that important. But God put it on my heart to give him a call on the phone. Although I didn't do it, I waited and I waited and soon a whole week had gone by. Until finally I couldn't take it any longer. The Holy Spirit was putting on my heart, you need to call Sanan. At that moment, I picked up the phone and called my friend. Hello, this is Sanan. Hey, Sanan, this is Malachi. You know, I had a dream of you the other night and I just wanted to call and make sure everything is okay. Sanan got quiet for a moment and he said, Oh, really? And what did you see in your dream? I began to describe how I saw him in trouble, how he couldn't find work, and how he was struggling and really looking for help. Sanan was quiet again until he said, You know, that's strange. That is exactly what happened to me a week ago. I couldn't find work, and I was really struggling, and I was worried about my family and trying to figure out how someone could help me. I was quiet, and I realized that God had given me a dream. And I was reluctant to call him and do what God had asked me to do. My friend then said, Would you mind coming up and visiting us? They live in a city about two hours from us and we hadn't seen them in some time. So he said, Sure, we would love to come see you. About a week later, we went to visit them. and We had a wonderful time together. 
and I knew that God was wanting to bring us together as families so that we could spend more time with them in hopes of sharing the Lord Jesus with them. You know, oftentimes in our lives, we're reluctant to do things because maybe we don't trust, or maybe we think that couldn't happen to me, and maybe we tend to push away the Holy Spirit's voice. But I just want to remind you today that if the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart to do something for someone else, to tell of Jesus in a certain way, don't wait to do what God has asked you to do. And not only does God desire to give us dreams and visions, he still works in the same way that he did in Daniel chapter 2 by giving other people dreams and visions of himself. So this is the story of Esma. Esma is the sister of our friend, Prince. Prince is from Iran, and Prince ended up giving his life to Jesus some years ago. What a beautiful testimony he has of giving his life to Jesus, fleeing from Iran. He fled persecution from his family, from the government, so that he could follow the Jesus that he knows and loves. So he could have peace of conscience. Well, upon moving to our city, he decided to live with his sister who had lived there for some time. She's been there for about 15 years now, but she's in Turkey for the same reason her brother is. Well, sort of. She desires to have freedom. He desires freedom of religion, but she desires freedom from the oppressive religion of Islam. Iran is very conservative, and she doesn't feel free in Iran to do whatever she wants. Not being a big fan of Islam, she wants to be able to dress how she wants and go wherever she wants whenever she feels like it, which is understandable. She wants to be free. Having spent some time with Esma, we had entered into spiritual conversations before, telling her of Jesus, how Jesus loves her, how she should look into Christianity, how maybe she should read the Bible, but she didn't really seem too interested. Our friend Prince had said, yeah, I've spent time with her too, but she just doesn't seem like she's at that point. So we were always praying for her and praying, Lord, if it is your will, give her a dream, give her a vision, something to let her know that you're real, that you love her. Well, finally that day came. One night we were visiting at their home and she was sharing with us how all the struggles that she had in her life at that moment. And One of those such struggles was an abusive relationship with a boyfriend that she had. Another struggle was she was struggling with her resident permit just to stay in Turkey. And she wanted to stay because she was free there to do whatever she wanted. Crying out to us and tears forming up in her eyes, she said, What can I do? Do you guys have any advice for me? We said, You know, have you ever thought about asking God for help? God loves humanity, and I can't imagine if you asked him for wisdom and help that he would deny you that wisdom. She said, You can't even imagine how many times I've prayed and I've asked for help. But one thing came to our minds that we had to share with her, so we did. Have you ever prayed in the name of Jesus? we asked. Esma looked at us and said, No, I've never prayed in the name of Jesus. 
We began to share with her how we believe that there is power in the name of Jesus and how she should ask in the name of Jesus and she should find out. Just ask one time. And if it doesn't work, if Jesus doesn't reveal himself to you or let you know that there's power in his name, then fine, you can move on with your life and never ask any other question about him. But at least give him one opportunity. Her response was, I'm willing to do anything. I'm just so desperate. The following day, I received a message on my phone from my friend Prince. The message said, Someone prayed in the name of Jesus last night and had a dream of Jesus. I was super curious and I didn't even ask him in the moment, but I was thinking to myself, who else could this be? Now this was a Thursday and I decided to wait until Saturday until we gathered together to worship the Lord for Sabbath. Prince came in the door and I couldn't take it any longer. I pulled him to the side and I said, hey, you said someone had a dream of Jesus. Who was it? Was it your sister? His reply was, yes. She prayed in the name of Jesus and she had a dream of him. I said, what was in the dream? His reply was, she never told me what was in the dream. She simply said, if the dream comes true, I will become a follower of Jesus. Now, Esma never told my wife and I that she had a dream. In fact, to this day, she doesn't know that we know. But one thing is for sure is that Jesus is beginning to reveal himself to her. In fact, just a week ago, she came to us and said she was really curious about studying the Bible with her brother. What an incredible breakthrough. And how many steps does it take to get to this point? One thing is for sure is that God is still the God of dreams. You know, today's story has been pretty amazing. But the truth is that these stories could not take place without people supporting missionaries to go overseas. If God has put it on your heart today, maybe you want to support missionaries. Maybe you want to choose a specific project to pray over constantly, for people to have dreams, for people to know Jesus. You can do so by going to afmonline.org. You can choose a specific project. You can choose specific individuals or a specific people group that you would like to support to know the Lord Jesus.